0: To sit, stay, listen. Welcome to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society. I'm your host, Kate Sale, Certified Professional Dog Trainer, coming to you from Forward Radio 1065FM. At Sit, Stay, Listen, we are here to answer your questions about your pets, their behavior, and why they do what they do. So be sure to send those questions to the Kentucky Humane Society Facebook page or to our email address, behavior at kyhumane.org. Our episodes are shaped by real life experiences, you, your pets, and what we can do to help and in the name of shaping our episodes to real life, I'm gonna to take today's episode and I'm gonna to continue to discuss moving with your pets. Now, a few episodes back, about a month ago, I took a portion of an episode to talk a little bit about moving with your pets because that's exactly what I'm going through right now. My family and I are in the process of moving to a brand new state And we just landed about two weeks ago now I say we're still in the process because we're actually in a temporary apartment so everything is still in a state of upheaval but we're at least at a pause for the time being and in the city that we're going to be in or rather in the small town so I thought this was a great time to get back to talking about moving with your pets now that we can kind of reflect on what we did, what we did right, what we maybe could have done a little bit better, Uh, talk a little bit about what we've learned and give you a few tips that hopefully you can put to use if you're getting ready for a short-term or permanent move with your pet. Now for those of you that have met me before you know that I love my structure and I love my paperwork so we're going to start with the really practical stuff that can get lost when you have a whole lot of moving pieces like you do when you are getting ready to make a move. So the things that we wanna make sure that we do not forget are all of the veterinary care that comes with owning a pet. So while our pet might not see their vet on a super regular basis, some of our pets are young, healthy pets, may only see their vet once or twice a year, it is still something that is incredibly important. We want to make sure that we have our pets established with a veterinarian, and when we move to a new place, especially if we have a young healthy pet that doesn't see a vet regularly, it might not be at the top of our list of things to do. However, the last thing that we want to have happen is to run into a situation where our pet gets sick or injured and we're not established with a vet yet. So before you even move, the best thing that you can do is do your research, find a vet where you are going to be moving to, make a few phone calls, figure out who your vet is going to be, and get established there. And that can be as easy as making a phone call, having a conversation, and then having your records sent. Now every vet clinic, operates a little differently so you will need to make that phone call and find out what steps you need to take to get your pet established as a patient but doing that research in advance and making sure that you are set up before you're in an emergency or in a situation where you need a vet right away can save you a lot of trouble later. And in addition to finding your new regular vet, you also want to make sure that you know where your nearest 24-hour emergency veterinary clinic is located. Now when you are looking for your new vet, if you're currently with a vet that you really like, they can offer you some great guidance in what to look for in your new veterinarian, what questions to ask, and... They may even have a recommendation for you if they happen to know the area that you're moving to. So don't be afraid to ask your current vet for some guidance when you're looking for somebody in your new town or your new city. And this is going to go for your specialists as well, both for behavior and medical. If you have a pet with some specialized needs, whether they are seeing a specialist for medical reasons or they are seeing a trainer for behavior support, talk to the people that you're seeing in your current home and see if they can help you with either a recommendation or help you find somebody in your new home so that you and your pet continue to get the support that you need after you move. Now, continuing with health and wellness preparedness, you want your pet to be as current as possible on all of their vaccines. If they have any blood work or any dental work due, getting all of those things taken care of sooner rather than later with the vet that you know and trust is hugely helpful. Fill all of those prescriptions, get those monthly meds taken care of. Doing those things in advance, again, is going to save you a lot of trouble later. And if you need to board your pet, you need to take them to the groomer, anything like that, they'll be current on all of those vaccines and they'll be good to go. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, always make sure that you have paper copies of those vaccine records available and ready to go. I personally keep a copy of all of my pet's records in the glove box of my car. I travel with my pets quite a bit. So I always want to make sure I have easy access to those records, especially when you are moving and your pets are going to be in your car with you. I definitely recommend having a copy of those records in the glove box of your car. Now we talked about prescription medication. Now, if you have pets like mine, I have a cat that is on prescription food. And recently, his prescription cat food has become more and more difficult to find. And especially moving to a new town, I don't know if I'm going to be able to continue to find it. I'm in a similar situation with my dog food. My dogs eat something that is local to Kentucky, and it's not something I'm going to be able to get in my new home. So before I left, I bought two large bags of the dog food that I feed and I bought another bag of the prescription cat food that I use and I got recommendations from my vet about other prescription cat food options and started doing research on dog food that's going to be readily available in my new home. I have enough food that I can take some time and do some research now that I'm here and I can see what's readily available. It's not an immediate crisis that I need to handle and I have enough food that I can transition them over slowly and I will be able to take the time to find something that's going to be a good fit for them. What we feed our animals is a pretty big deal. So thinking ahead and having a plan in place even if that plan is just bring a lot of food with you so that you can come up with a plan when you get here, is going to be really important for helping you and your pet have an easier transition. And remember that your pets are also going through some huge changes all at once and managing some variables with so many things that are different right now, keeping a couple of things consistent if at all possible, can be really helpful and comforting for them also. So we're sticking with their regular food for right now. We brought plenty with us and we're gonna slowly switch them over as soon as we decide what they're gonna be eating long-term. So that's just something that you wanna think about and look at ahead of time. So grooming is something else that I would encourage you to think about and something that we really didn't think about ahead of time. Our dogs are not really maintenance intensive in terms of grooming. They're relatively straightforward for the most part and don't need a grooming appointment every six to eight weeks. It is nice to have them professionally groomed periodically, but for the most part, we're able to do general maintenance on their own. What I didn't think about was that in our previous situation, we had an outdoor wash setup that had hot and cold water. And we had a shower setup that had a shower head that we had actually specifically selected so that it was easy to bathe our dogs indoors when the weather wasn't appropriate to bathe them outdoors. So, in our temporary apartment, we do not have a hose option. Even if we did, we would not have water temperature options. And our bathtub here only has a faucet and a regular shower head, and it does not have a hair trap on the drain. So we are just out of luck. And unfortunately, unlike our pet supply there in Louisville, Kentucky, our pet supply here does not have a dog wash station. So, we have really limited options in terms of ways to bathe our dogs. Now, as we discussed in the previous episode when we talked about moving with your dogs, it is really important when the ambient level of stress goes up in your home, you're moving, you're packing, you're shuffling everything around, you're stressed, your entire household and your dog's whole world is being flipped upside down. It's really important to get out of your house, to go for walks, to give them the opportunity to play, and to do cooperative activities together. And for us, that has meant getting out in the world, going hiking, getting out into the woods. That's what our dogs really enjoy. But it also means that they have been getting in the mud and getting messy and smelly. And so... You're probably following where I'm going with this. We did not research a groomer before we got here. And so for the first time in quite a while, we're finding ourselves in need of a good groomer. And it might seem really simple. Just find a groomer, drop them off. Now keep in mind that for a lot of our pets, they go in and see a groomer every six to eight weeks. So it's a place that they spend a pretty significant amount of time and your groomer does have a significant impact on your pet's health and well-being. Just like finding a good vet, you want to make sure that you take some time and find a good groomer. Do your research, ask for recommendations, and find someone that you are comfortable dropping your dog off with for the day. And if you have a great groomer that you already work with, they can give you some wonderful recommendations for questions to ask and things to look for in your new groomer. And this last one might need to wait until you actually get there, but it's a good one to have on your list. If you are a person that travels regularly or you use a doggy daycare start to do your research ahead of time this is something that you can do online and you can start to make some phone calls but if you're going to need them know what your doggy daycare and boarding facility options are in your new area and when you arrive it's really important to go and see these places in person check them out and decide what spot is going to be the best fit for you and your pet if you're going to need this kind of facility You are tuned in to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society on Forward Radio 1065 FM. And we are talking about moving to a new home, whether it is temporary or a permanent move with your pet. And in the second half of our show, we're going to talk about ways that you can help your pet with their behavior and how to help them be more comfortable and safe when you arrive at your new home. And we will be back after a short break with some original music by John 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 Slater. Welcome back to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society on Forward Radio 1065 FM. Don't forget to visit our website, forwardradio.org. You can catch this episode from the beginning and all of the other programming available from your grassroots community radio station. So we are talking all about moving with your pet, making that big move not just out of a home, but to a brand new community. So a lot of this information will also be applicable if you're just moving to a new home. We're gonna talk a lot about that in the second half of our show. The first half was really about a lot of that practical stuff if you're going to a brand new community. All of those things that change when you go to a new city, a new vet, a new doggy daycare facility, a brand new groomer just like you would with a kid. You don't want to just walk into the first vet you see. When you think about these things ahead of time, it gives you the opportunity to do your research, to find that professional that you feel comfortable with, that you know is putting you and your pet and your needs first. So with so much going on, preparing for a move, It can be really difficult to think about these things until the moment you get there and look around at boxes full of things and realize, oh my gosh, I don't know who my vet is anymore and then have to figure that out in a mad scramble. So just thinking about these things ahead of time can save us a lot of panic later. So the second half of the show today, I'm going to be talking about some of the things that are maybe a little more directly in front of us when we move. Several episodes back, I talked about some of the things that we look at when we're actively packing and actively moving. The most important things being, one, make sure that you are taking breaks with your pet, taking them out for walks, making sure that they are getting exercise. A break from all of the madness going on in your house, and that they still have the opportunity to have places to relax outside of the chaos. When we disrupt our entire household, they lose their sleeping areas, they lose their comfy bed places, and they lose their safe spaces at the time when they need them the most. So it's incredibly important when we are turning our house upside down, that we maintain some of these areas for our pets so that when we are carrying boxes and furniture and doing things that for really even the most laid back pet in the whole world, trust me, I have one, we want them to have a quiet, happy place that they're able to settle. And it also helps keep them from being underfoot. If they don't have a place to go, then they don't know where to go. And they have a tendency to try and stick close to us, which honestly is dangerous when you're trying to carry a couch out your front door. So establishing safe places for them to be is crucial. That's going to be the same when you land as well. So... The two things that I talked about when you are packing and on your way out of your house are also going to be two of the most important things when you land in your new space. So same thing, take lots of breaks, make sure that your pet is still getting your attention, that you are going for walks, that you're playing cooperative games, that they are getting the opportunity to get out of the space and do things with you that they're getting that exercise and enrichment and that they have a space that they can relax that they can settle and that you've done a pretty solid job all right let me back up that you've done a really solid job of pet proofing where they have water they have beds that is separated from the chaos of all of the boxes that you have yet to unpack all of the packing material all of the things that they could get into and get themselves in trouble with so establishing a safe comfortable space for them in the new space while you are bringing boxes in and unpacking things is going to be incredibly important so as you're getting settled keep those Baby gates and crates easily accessible. You will absolutely need them along with your dog beds or your blankets or whatever it is that you use to create happy, comfortable spaces for your dogs. That is one of, if not your first order of business when you get into your new home. Set up a room, ideally a pretty empty room with comfy dog spaces water bowls and a baby gate and i usually recommend picking a space that is separated without being isolated you want your dog to still be able to see you to hear what's going on be able to see things moving in and out and it also will allow you to keep an eye on them which is also incredibly important but they're not going to be directly underfoot and this is also an extremely important one they're separated from your entryway there is a clear separation between your dog and the exit of the home so that your dog does not have easy access to dart out that door and get loose so another reason to put them in a separated space if your dog does not respect a baby gate your crate is your best friend so you have several options but If your dog has any additional challenges, like confinement or crate anxiety, you may need somebody to help you, an additional human, that can be there to work with and specially support that dog. So that would be something else that you want to think about and plan for in advance. And remember, this is incredibly stressful for a lot of dogs. There is nothing wrong with your dog needing their very own support human. That is okay. Utilize that. If it's available to you, that's great. If your dog needs it, do your best to find a way to make sure that they have the support that they need. Alright, so I know I've been talking about my dogs quite a bit, but I did move with two cats as well. And what I learned moving with cats is that they were the first to find anything new, and they were the most likely to explore any newly uncovered spaces. So what that taught me more than anything was that they were also the most likely to get themselves in trouble. The most valuable thing that we did with our cats was sequester them as needed. So our extra large dog crate was extremely helpful and starting them in a smaller space when we got to our apartment. So not just giving them free access to the entire apartment all at once. Moving uncovers and stirs up a lot of stuff. We also bring in lots of packing material and one of my cats is really interested in plastic and stringy paper things. And as the boxes started to leave the basement, the entire space started to change for them. And so there were a million new ways for them to get into trouble. And with so much traffic in and out of the doors, There's a whole other element of concern that one of them might try and make a run for it, especially with all of the additional stress. So we started to have to watch them much, much more carefully as the house started to empty. So for their last few days in the house, we ended up moving them into one of the bedrooms that had been emptied. We set them up with their litter box, water, that's where they were fed, and it made me more comfortable it was a lot safer a lot more comfortable for them and it just reduced everybody's stress a great deal and when we actually moved into the apartment they were in an extra large dog crate so they had plenty of space to move around they had a litter box they had comfortable spaces to sleep and they were only in there for about 36 hours uh, long enough for us to unpack some things to put furniture where it belonged to clean and make sure that the apartment was as safe as possible that it was secure that anything potentially hazardous to them was put away Before we let them out of the dog crate into a single room for about 24 hours Where their litter box food and water was so they could explore that space before we let them out into the rest of the apartment So essentially starting them in smaller spaces and then making the areas safe before letting them out into larger areas so watch your cat very carefully and then the big thing for us too is anytime we would let them out into a larger space we did it first thing in the morning when we were going to be home all day so that we could keep a very close eye on them in case they got into something that we missed and lesson learned on this one Until we moved, our cats had never had access to our plants. Our plants had always been up on a high shelf or hanging somewhere that our cats couldn't get to them. In the new apartment, our cats could reach our plants. Know your plants. Watch your cats. Know if you have houseplants that are not safe for your cats. And do everything you can to keep those plants out of reach. Anytime you move, your entire household routine and everything gets shuffled. All of your animals may have access to things they've never been able to reach before, so that awareness is key. We also had a litter box incident. Previously, our litter boxes were in the basement. Our apartment does not have a basement, and so one of our dogs, who shall not be named, had access to the litter box for the first time ever, and was caught with his nose in the litter box. So lesson learned, we've had to make some adjustments in our temporary household to account for dogs getting into litter box. So that was a new one for us as well. Lesson learned there. And I'm going to have one last piece of advice before we go today. For those of you that are moving into a home that has a fenced in yard, Just because there is a fence, don't immediately trust that fence or that fenced-in yard. Before you take your dogs out in that yard, and really that's on-leash or off-leash, do a thorough check of that yard and the fence. Check for any hazards, hazardous plants, look for signs of resident wildlife, look for holes, trash or debris, Or anything that could be harmful or dangerous to your dog. And then you need to do a thorough investigation of the integrity of that fence. So every panel, every gate, latch, you want to check how the panels join, how it comes to the ground. Can a dog squeeze underneath it? Is your dog a digger? Could they dig underneath it? If your dog climbs, can they go up and over that fence? Just watch so, so carefully. A fence can be a serious false sense of security, and your dogs are going to need careful supervision out in the yard, even if it's a fully fenced yard, for quite some time. Well, I know that has been a lot of information, and for those of you that are getting ready to move, I know that your brains are already incredibly full, But I do hope that a few of these things can help with a smoother, more orderly, and a safer transition for you and for your pets. Thank you for tuning in to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society on Forward Radio 1065 FM. Everybody take care and have a great rest of your day. I think it's time to sit, stay, listen.